here's what I will say. Your content should be fun. It should be fulfilling and have purpose. And it also should not run your life either. Like this is a portion of your business and your business is a portion of your life. So, you know, keeping that kind of all in line is so important and will give you more energy. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast, where we believe marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We hope you leave here encouraged, inspired, and a little more excited to share your gifts with the world. Well, welcome back to another episode of Marketing Should Be Fun. My name is Austin Savage. I'm here with my good friend and business partner, Kelsey Zarko. Kelsey, hello. This is like a double home edition of Marketing Should Be Fun. You're always at your home, I feel like. I, know. I think. Although well, we had one episode. No, we had an episode. It was just in the audio version, but of you in your car. Yes, very safe. Highly recommend. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Oh, it was safe. It was like in your... It was. I, mean, I was just I like talking it was like, in my car while I was driving. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, One episode outside of this little room. Yes. Yeah, so welcome to my home to all of you who are viewing this uh, <laughs> or listening to this. Um, we have an exciting episode today. Uh, Kelsey, uh, before we jump into our this or that, give us kind of the concept. This was your idea yeah. um, for this one. And then we'll jump into our this or that. Yeah, this was inspired by another one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to now. But we just, you know, it's like summer right now and we're recording this almost. It's like the last week of school for a lot of people. My kids are already out. We're just feeling the like chill, fun, light vibes. And so Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do an episode about five things we don't do content marketing without. Just simple. You can take it, run with it, um, maybe inspire you with some new ideas. It's going to be a little bit of a mix of practical and inspirational and it'll just you know give you what you need when you need it i like it i like that you mentioned like summer vibes that just put me in like a whole new just mindset (laughs) for this i'm like i am at the beach sipping a cocktail i was just gonna say do you need like a corona with a lime (laughs) in it in your hand (laughs) uh just very fun but um, i'm excited it is uh, we've got got some easy lists to to work through but kelsey what is are this or that for today. Okay. Well, to our audience, here's just the like real transparent pull back the curtain vibe. We were sitting there oh, no. to record this and Austin was like, do you have a this or that? And I was like, nope, but I can think of one. And the first thing that popped into my head was this regular or peanut M&Ms. Oh, wow. Okay. <sighs> are those this the is, two this options? This is like a bigger lead up than I was expecting. So I don't know what's happening right now. You yes. know what? Lately, regular M&Ms have gotten my children potty trained. So for that, they have the double value of not only delicious flavor, especially if you add it with popcorn. I don't know if you've ever done that. Yes, we do do that. It is so good. (laughs) And uh, then you can give it to your children when they successfully go potty on the toilet. And it's a successful, really what I really wish you had pitted up it up against is regular versus peanut butter M&Ms because oh, okay. that would have been you a love win. Peanut for, butter, so. Yes. Okay. But, you know. <laughs> well, I respect your answer and spoken like a true parent. I would say regular, but what I really like is the pretzel M&Ms. Have you ever had those? I don't think I have. I, I mean, I've they seen like them, but newer, I don't think I've had or, them. Yeah. I think they're like a purple bag. Anyway, those are, you know, like the sweet and the salty. It's a good combo. Dang. Wow. So basically, we both answered with answers that weren't part of the choices. So, woo, <laughs> and go I like Enneagram how, threes. <laughs> I like how you put 
your favorite, not in the question. I know. That was Vegas. Well, I wasn't sure if you would have them because they're kind of like, they're not super common. They're a little obscure. So anyway, that there we go. That was pretty funny. That's, that's what I came up with in 30 seconds when we were not prepared for this or that. You did you're a great welcome. job. You did Thanks. awesome. I love it. We are uh, more prepared for the actual episode. We do have notes for this. So fear not. <laughs> Marketing should be fun, not prepared. You know, preparing for things isn't fun, right? Is that what the is that true? I don't know. No, I cannot co-sign that, but <laughs> it was a great transition. I'm just messing. Um, yeah, so we each have uh, five things that we don't do content marketing uh, without. Should we just like, go back and forth? You think yep. as we're kind of going through our list? Okay, that's great. Should we, should we flip a coin? I mean, you're technically at the top of our little note card here. So oh, that's true. That's you true. Win. I don't even Go have ahead. a coin. So all Tell right, us number your first one. one. Yes. Number one on my list of things that I don't do content marketing without. And this is a very uh, Austin thing to be number one on this <laughs> yes, list. It is. <laughs> um, but inspiration is what I put at the uh, top of my list. Um, and obviously... I mean that in some senses of, of like, it's just good, good to be inspired. You know, like when you're mm-hmm. creating content, like, and you're creating a lot of it, um, you know, it can start to feel stale. It can start to feel, um, you know, like you are, um, it can almost start to feel repetitive. And so I think it's really good. Um, and one of the reasons, you know, both of us consume a lot of content as well is just like, it helps us be creative and mm-hmm. think differently and notice what other people are doing. So I mean that in one sense, also in just like, how am I being inspired? And that really needs to be core to the content marketing I'm doing. But I also mean that like internal, just like, do I feel inspired to like create this piece of content? And if I don't feel inspired to create it this way, like what different way do I feel more inspired, you know, to do it? Um, and I think like sometimes, you know, will, uh, especially for like our internal content or, you know, content I, you know, post personally, like sometimes I'll have an idea that I'm like, you know what, today I need to post a reel about this. And then I get to the day and I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like that is a more inspired idea for me at that moment. And I think that that's a really important thing for content marketing is like to be okay with where the inspiration is leading you. Because like, even if that's a little bit different than the plan, I think sometimes that's where like that sweet spot can be for a, a lot of, you know, creators or, um, or brands. So mm. number one, yep. inspiration. I think that was a really good one to start with. I mean, we've done that with our clients too, like where we may have the idea and we keep the plan, but yeah. we're like, Hey, this is actually seems like it's going in this direction or like there's a totally. new trend that feels inspiring to do this with. And so I think that's so important. Yeah. It is always funny when like, we have an article idea for like a client or something. And it's like five things about this. And we're like, Hey, so I know we were originally going to do it, you know, about this, but we like actually went in this direction and you know, it always works out. It's yeah. uh, always great. And we shift the, the original idea to a later time and it's good. Which pairs perfectly <laughs> with my first one that I don't do content marketing without because mine is content calendars. And so yes. when people try to mess with my plan, I get stressed out. No, not really. There's a good healthy mix of the calendar and the structure and the inspiration. 100%. Uh, you make the calendar, I break the calendar. It's I kind love of the- true. <laughs> Listen, this is this is a new t-shirt design that's happening. No, yes. I do love content calendars. I think especially to help you stay um, 
on track on the days that don't that you don't feel inspired and also just to help mm-hmm. you think like from the top down um just through your goals and your um, content pillars and like your audience and what you know they are here for having a calendar has been really helpful to us definitely because yeah. we are managing a wide variety of clients so that definitely keeps us organized um, but it's also a mm-hmm. great communication tool when you have more than one person on your team just so everyone is on the same page um, but even when I was doing like my own content for a previous business I would make my calendar just because that helps you work ahead um, yeah. or kind of just stay on track and feel like you're not sitting down every day going what am I talking about today? Sometimes right. that's fun. But when you do that all the time, I think it can be really energy draining. So yeah, I love me a content calendar. That is so good. I know that I joked about breaking your content calendars, but I don't think that that's really true uh, for the most part in, in our business. I, I have so either. a fresh respect for uh, the content calendar and really for any anyone, like if you have a team, uh, you know, especially like if you have multiple people involved, in your content marketing in any sort, content calendar is the way to go because like, that's just the way that everybody knows, like, this is what's going out. This is our plan. Um, you know, if we have to adjust the plan, like this is the base that we're adjusting it from. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, we have the vision of like where things can fit or move. Um, but it's, it's a really helpful communication tool, I think as well. Agreed. I'm glad you finally see it my way. Me too. Me too. All right. Uh, Number two on the topic of uh, organization for me, we've talked about it before with all love, all heart eye emojis. Um, Asana, uh, this is our project management tool. There are many project management tools out there that I'm sure function very similarly for other teams. But for us, Asana is like the backbone of all of the content marketing processes that we have in our business. And it's literally just what makes it possible for us to create large amounts of of content. I mean, I think we were talking to we had an all team call recently, Kelsey. We were talking about how like what la- last month we put out like 700 <laughs> social posts or something for our clients. Yeah, I'm still recovering from that statistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. But like you need a process to mm-hmm. be able to to do that. And so like, you know, in Asana we have a social workflow. Uh, you know, we just recently developed our email workflow. We have an article workflow. We have a podcast workflow, and all of those things, you know, help us see where everything's at in the process. You know, automatically assign tasks to different people on our team, and just you know, organize the whole process. So I think that's just been I'm, that's been a game changer for us yeah. from a scale perspective um, with content marketing. Yeah, I can't imagine how we would like keep that all in our brains. It would, we wouldn't, we would forget things. So totally it's either that or post-its on the wall. So nope. Asana it is. <laughs> okay. But speaking of post-it notes, screen-free inspiration is my next one. Not that I use post-it notes, but there is a time where it's okay. to. <laughs> I was like, what is the bridge being <laughs> built there? I could not it see the vision. It was a shaky one. It was a shaky one. Oh man. Sorry, y'all. This is a this is a special kind of energy we're bringing to your ears right now. (laughs) Okay. For real though, screen-free inspiration is one of my favorite things. Speaking of content calendars, there comes a time every month where we build out like the next month of content and we're really in like knee deep and just like the ideation and like thinking through Mm -hmm. like big picture things. And so 
it gets a little bit draining sometimes. And sometimes you're not inspired and you like the calendar has to get done. And so I have found it really helpful. Um, even, you know, this expands across social, across like I come up with a lot of our article titles for clients, you know, any type of of platform. And sometimes I just need to like step away from scrolling or from like being on an actual platform. And like, I have found ideas when I've been reading a magazine randomly, like Mm -hmm. I know that sounds kind of antiquated, but just thinking outside the box from a different perspective of content. Sometimes it's just when I'm like taking a drive and something, you know, like that free space of my brain will just come to me, but like books and magazines, um, or like conversations where someone will say something and I'll be like, Oh, that would be like a really fun, you know, like post starter idea or something. So Mm -hmm. there is a lot of beauty, I think in some screen free inspiration as well. Totally. That's good. Just like taking the inspiration of like just life, you know, like it's just Mm -hmm. like going about going about life. That's not just, you know, content being delivered to you and, you know, seeing seeing what hits. I think that's good. Could be as simple as a walk, you know, just like enjoying it and seeing what pops up in the brain. Totally. I love it. Um, Number three on my list is a team. Um, I think that this is a, a big one. And um. It's honestly one that I have, I've always understood it um, since I first like started content marketing, but like ever since starting Savage Content Collective, I think it's just like, you know, taking that deeper sort of truth um, for me. It's just like, you know, we, we create a lot of content here. Like we, we really do. And so I think that um, it's just very true that it's, it's just valuable to have multiple people looking at your, content marketing ideas, your strategy, your approach, um, the, you know, style. And, uh, I mean, all of the things that you can, you know, think about under that content marketing umbrella, it is just so helpful to have multiple people helping you. And you know what, if you're new, like, and just starting out, that could be as simple as like just having two other entrepreneurs who are just like, there to kind of just talk about what you're doing and, you know, for you to share ideas. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone that, you know, you're paying mm-hmm. money to or that, you know, is in in this business or endeavor with you. Um, but I know for us, like, you know, not only on the, the client side, um, you know, just to have their perspective, but I know just each of the people on our team thinks about content differently. And, you know, we each have things that we enjoy, like different facets of content that we enjoy differently. And it's really, really valuable to be able to like bring those perspectives. And it also helps us like get multiple pieces of content out of one idea too, where, you know, I might see something and be like, Oh, this would be a really great post about that. And you're like, well, we could also talk about, you know, this angle of that. Mm -hmm. And it's just some really great collaboration that happens uh, there. So yeah, it made me think about when you were talking about, you know, even if you're just starting out or like, you know, offloading some of your content, isn't an option for you yet. Um, when I was building like a previous business, we, there was a group of girls that were also in the same industry and we would just get together like once a month on a zoom call and just like build out our content calendars, like together, Mm. just like we'd work on our own, but just be like kind of chatting or like bouncing ideas off each other. And that was so valuable. So I think no matter like where you're at in this, you know, the phase of your journey, the, the teamwork aspect is so, so vital. And then for those people who are kind of on the brink of like, I might be ready to outsource some things, but that feels scary. You know, we've seen this. We, I think we've gotten to work with several clients who we've been their first step of outsourcing. And it's just been so cool to see them like 
you just almost just feel their shoulders like go down with the weight just coming off of them and just, you know, being able to breathe and being able to be consistent like they wanted to, but not having to carry all of that themselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love, love a teamwork talk. Yeah. It's so important. I, are you nervous about this next one? No, I'm pumped. Let's do it. Okay. My third one is chat GPT. And I said, (laughs) don't worry, trust me, I'm not going to tell our clients we just write all their content with this because we don't right now. We don't. But what I love about chat GPT for content marketing is that I have been running a lot of my writing through it and just saying, edit this for spelling and grammar. And I just am really like, it's just a great last pass because sometimes our eyes just don't catch things. And so for that kind of thing, I do love the automation of it. Um, I know you can use other things like Grammarly and things like that, but yeah, I totally. just, it's just been working for me really well. But then it's funny because sometimes it will edit things that I change back because I'm like, oh no, I know our client. I know they wouldn't say that phrase that way. Or like, I didn't want you to take that right. word out because that's something that they say all the time. And so it's just yeah. been interesting to see like, okay, there is a portion of this that, you know, like I still want like my human, you know, just to like mm-hmm. see this and we know our clients, we know their voice, but the editing portion and sometimes they'll just move like a sentence structure around or something that's really helpful. So yeah, it's a great little, little typo fixer if you need one. That's really interesting. So you've been using it at the end of your process mm-hmm. uh, to like edit stuff. That's, yeah. I didn't even know that you were doing that. That's I really got fun. the idea actually from a LinkedIn post. So look at that content coming full circle. Somebody was talking about it and I was like, okay, I'm going to try that. And I have really found it valuable. That's really fun. I know also for us, ChatGPT has come in handy from a like ideation perspective Mm -hmm. too of like, you know, not, uh, you don't necessarily have to use it to craft content, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can even just talk about like, give me 30 uh, article ideas for, uh, you know, a company in this industry or, you know, something like that. Uh, you know, whatever industry you are uh, in, um, mm-hmm. to our listeners. And uh, you can, you know, pick and choose and say like, yeah. great, there's something I can do with this. Not that one, this one, maybe not that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of, you know, go from there. So yeah. that's I mean, it's essentially, it. it's essentially like almost a Pinterest search when you're doing that, you know, like looking right. through ideas for X, Y, Z. Um, it just gives it to you in a little bit more streamlined um, function. So I love it. Yeah, that's good. That was a good one. All right. Number four on my list uh, is I, I always come up with the theoretical ones. You always have the practical list. I have the theoretical <laughs> this list. This is literally our personalities <laughs> on display. <laughs> but I love it. Um, the fourth one on my list is a purpose. Um, and so I, and I think that it's still like so, so important. Yeah. You know, as you are thinking through this, um, you know, I when I say a purpose, I think a lot of like brand builders, business owners, like we think of like what we're trying to accomplish for mm-hmm. our audience first, or like what we're trying to get from uh, doing content marketing. And I really think like to be successful in content marketing, you have to know first what your personal purpose is. Like, why do I even want to start mm-hmm. this podcast? Or like, why is it important to me to, you know, be sharing these posts on social media or, you know, whatever yeah. it is, like connecting that purpose of content marketing to, the purpose of your business or the purpose of this brand that you're building or this, you know, a mission that you're trying to accomplish. Because I think that that's really where good ideas come from. That's really where like you're going, the authenticity for what you're mm-hmm. trying to accomplish is, is going to come from. Because if you're focused more on this is important to me for this reason and not just like, this is what I'm trying to get from this, that's what's going to ultimately help you be successful um, in the long run and, you know, sort of the step 
down from that then is then just also thinking through the purpose of like, okay, now what do I want my content to accomplish for the people who consume it? You know, if you have a podcast, like what do I hope my listeners take away from this? Mm. And, you know, like for us, like we create this podcast because, you know, we want to, we want to help people just like enjoy content marketing and get some, you know, practical support and be encouraged. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's why we, why we create this show. And, you know, we hope that it leads to people working with us uh, down the line, but, you know, really the core of, why we started it, why we do it is, you know, really, really that purpose. Um, that's very fulfilling to, to you and I. So I think yeah. that that's important. Yeah, totally. I love that first part of what you said about like knowing your own purpose of like why you're doing it. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's also not just where like the energy and good ideas come from, but like, that's why you stay. I mean, if you are only exactly. existing and doing this so that you will like see people, come, you know, like respond to it. Those, those are some like weary days where sometimes you just got to keep showing up and they're not doing that. So I love yeah. that reminder. So good. good. My fourth one is collaboration meetings, which sounds really fancy, but it really isn't. Um, I think depending on who's involved in your content, I mean, we kind of touched on this with even like the teamwork. I just could not imagine doing content marketing without regularly meeting with our clients. That's something that yeah. is really important to our rhythm and just the way we kind of function and run our business here. Um, every client kind of has a different rhythm and a different frequency and it all, you know, it's kind of up to them too. But it is, I think there's such an interwoven approach, like just because you have someone managing your content, I hope that doesn't mean for you that like you're disconnected from the process because you're so vital to that when, you know, it's your brand or your services or content. So I love getting to just hop on a meeting with our clients and kind of share some progress and, you know, talk about what's going on in their business and regularly Mm -hmm. circling back, you know, whatever industry you're in or whatever your team looks like right now just kind of having those conversations of like, what's coming up? What are we hoping to do? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, those are very, very helpful to us. I know the other thing we do, Kelsey, is uh, like internally, you know, we have meetings where like, I know once a week on our, uh, you know, partner meetings, yep. we always brainstorm, you know, a few clients at once too. And it's just like, it, I, I think that we have seen just the value of that, you know, back to the value of having a team overall. Yeah. It's just like, having that space to just be like, Hey, what are creative ideas that we have not leveraged or like, what are topics that we've not discussed? Just having people talk about that is so good. Totally. I know you and I even have started to just like build some of the content calendars together, like over a zoom call. And it's just like mind, mind blowing, life changing. Can't, can't speak highly enough about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right. Last one on my list. Uh, true to the name of this podcast is a fun um, is that content marketing at the end of the day, there will be times, you know, content has to go out. There will be times where, you know, that it will maybe feel less exciting or less mm-hmm. fun, but overall, uh, you know, the content that you're creating should, should bring you joy. It should bring you excitement. Um, you know, it really should be fun for you to talk about the uh, industry that you're in or to talk about whatever you, you know, want to teach people or encourage people on or, you know, whatever that is that you're trying to accomplish through uh, your content. And, you know, we titled this show, Marketing Should Be Fun for a reason, because we really do believe that is like the most compelling marketing is not created by, you know, just by people who have big budgets or, you know, who are, you know, taking it super seriously, but it's people who believe in themselves and believe in what they're trying to accomplish and just create content because of that. Um, And I think that if you believe in yourself and then believe in what you're trying to accomplish and create content because it brings you joy. The same thing can be true to you. Your content will be very compelling as a result. 
Yeah, for sure. I was just talking to a client before we hopped on to record this and we were both just like laughing so hard about a certain reel that she had like, I had like sent her the audio and then she like did it and then she sent it back to me and I was like, this is so funny. I don't know why it's just like hilarious to us. But those are the things that are so like that can be true about content marketing. Like it doesn't have to be all like buttoned up and perfect. Like it should, you know, bring you joy. So I like that one. I mean, I feel like maybe I'm not following that one up with a very fun one because my fifth one is the scheduling software. But here's what it is. Here's what I will say. Your content should be fun. It should be fulfilling and have purpose. And it also should not run your life either. Like this is a portion of your business and your business Mm -hmm. is a portion of your life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, keeping that kind of all in line is so important and will give you energy. Wow, with the (laughs) one-liner. Whoa. Your content will continue to be fun and be fulfilling to you if it's not like draining the life out of you. So we use scheduling softwares for all all of the, you know, all of your platforms. Like you don't have to like post your podcast in the moment. You can get it all set and then like schedule it for the day you want it to go out or for social posts, especially because these do seem to be like more frequent, you know, having some sort of like a creator studio or through um, like Meta has its own scheduling now, or there's so many buffer later, um, so many tools that you can be consistent without having to feel like you're living on your device. And I think that Mm -hmm. that makes it more fun and more fulfilling at the end of the day. Yeah, I do. I mean, I 100% agree with that. It's like, you know, when you have more space to just think not in the moment, Mm -hmm. um, I think it does allow you to be more creative and enjoy the journey a little bit more. So I think that's important. Yeah, there we go. All five from both of us. I'd love it. That was a fun idea. Uh, That was really fun. So to those of you who are uh, listening or watching, um, we both uh, hope that you got some value from uh, both of those lists and, you know, maybe find something that you can add to uh, your own list of things that you don't do uh, content marketing without. So as always, we believe in you. Um, We believe in the content that you are creating or uh, will be creating soon. Um, And we will see you right back here for the next episode of Marketing Should Be Fun. Hey, thanks for listening in to today's episode of the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast. We share an episode every other week, so make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. We'd also love to connect with you on social, so come hang out on Instagram at savagecontent.co or sign up for email updates on our website. All right, friend, here's your reminder that marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We'll see you next time.